everyone, Hannah here and Kim from Bell Vista Studios. In this video, we're going to be talking about what is instructional design. So if anyone who's interested in what we're talking about when we talk about instructional design and to delve deeper into what it actually is, this is what this video is going to share with you. So I'm going to ask Kim some questions and she's going to share her knowledge as an instructional designer. So let's get into it. Are you ready, Kim? Yep. Awesome. So question one, what is instructional design in its simplest form? Problem solving. Oh, I love it. Very good. And why is it important? When done well, instructional design solves the right problem and has a big impact on whatever that problem is and making it better. Okay, so instructional designers, their role is to solve problems and understand what the right problem is and solve that problem for their client, for their, whoever they're serving. Okay, so what would you say an instructional designer is responsible for in their role? Um, I believe that you need to... own the agreement of the problem that you're trying to solve so the project goal mm -hmm. or the success statement and what I mean by own is it's not necessarily yours but you need to take ownership that all of your stakeholders are on the same page to solve that particular problem and yeah. get approval so own that own whatever it takes to make that approval happen so that everyone's on the same page because it will make your life easier and then it will make it, it will solve the right problem in the organization so from there it is your responsibility i believe to use whatever skills capabilities partnerships collaborations to solve the problem so you do that through methods, skills. Um, yeah, you apply things that you have in your toolkit to solve that problem and achieve that goal. And that may look like video scripts, storyboards, face-to-face -face training, whatever it is. Um, and I guess there you don't want to, I don't want to be too prescriptive because you know, you have to understand the problem that you're trying to solve. And that's a solution. And the first part of your role after getting a goal agreed on is trying to understand the problem. So you use things within your toolkit. I would point you to our human centered design playlist on YouTube or the resources on our creator hub to understand how to solve the problem effectively. And yep. then from there, we'll evolve a solution an idea of what the solution could be which is the yeah. third part of what you're doing and basically if like you've heard of addy a d d i e you're working through that analysis so project goal and understanding the true problem and then you're working through that as well yeah okay so you're the person there's people in the world who will have a problem yeah there might be a group of people that need to learn something or it mm -hmm. could just be like any problem in the world from an organization, from within your organization. 
that yeah. person comes to you as the instructional designer and says, hey, sometimes they might say, hey, make this training course, but you as the instructional designer always want to discover what the problem is. So that yeah. first bit is what's the problem and you're figuring that out with the person. Yeah. And then once you've discovered and all agreed on what the problem is, so you have a clear compass for success. Yeah. An instructional designer uses lots of different things in their toolkit to better understand the problem and to create a solution that helps to solve that problem. Yeah. And that could be a training, like a classroom session. It could be a video, could be a script. Mm. And it's whatever the instructional designer decides is the best fit to solve that solution, that problem. Yeah. They might not have that responsibility. It might be a co-collaborated thing. So I think that's a great summary. And I would say the solution side of it is it is your responsibility to replicate the real world in your solution yeah, and then work with the people you need to, to do that. So that might be stakeholders, learners, or it is just you, but when you're coming up with the solution, it is your responsibility to replicate the real world because you have a responsibility to change behavior. Yeah. So sometimes we can get caught up in thinking this with an animation will be the best thing and stakeholders might say that we want an animation is that going to change behavior not necessarily how do you know it's your responsibility to ask questions and be curious how do we know that that's going to solve our problem how do we know an animation will help us achieve this goal mm. and it's your responsibility to set question it and go well if i want to change behavior is this the best way to do it what would it look like in the real world if someone was doing it well they wouldn't be sitting there being an animation or watching something you know that's more an awareness piece so that's where i'd kind of use the what does it look like in the real world and that helps guide you to create a solution yeah mm, i love that mm. but cool. i guess it depends as well like because some so that's the core of an instructional designer but then it looks like if you're in a team if you're solo if you have a consulting business whatever you know then you take on project management is that part of your role and is someone else holding those responsibilities um are you the e-learning developer as well are you the designer as well so it can expand but that i think some instructional designers wear many hats but the core of the responsibilities is solve the right problem and replicate the real world through the solution that you create yeah love it that's really good very well summed up what's the difference between an instructional designer and an e-learning developer for people that don't know um i would in the simplest form instructional designer is the problem solver yeah and articulates how to solve the problem and an e-learning developer executes on the how and creates a tangible output love it i'm trying to keep it like i guess skeleton language in this one because we get caught up in all the different things like e-learning and should it be articulate and should it be captivate and should it be an animation what tool should i use and blah 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 
all of that is fluff and if you really want to know what instructional design is you need to hear the skeleton core things that we're trying to tell you here because then you don't get overwhelmed in your role yeah so you're a problem solver that's all you do solve problems the most effective way that you can an e-learning developer a designer a face-to-face -face trainer you're an executor of a tangible product to implement it into the real world yeah love it what are some oh we have spoken about it but what are some examples of what an instructional designer would make just so people understand what the output would be or create um it could be a poster it could be a job aid it could be and like a lot of this could just be in a word document right and then you're whether it's you or an e-learning developer or a graphic designer or someone turns it into a pretty poster but essentially you are coming up with the content the need to know information that is turned into something so it could be in a powerpoint to begin with a word document could be pen and paper could be developed straight into a tool like articulate rise and then it is the content is turned into a tangible product which may be a book a blog a job aid and an infographic an e-learning tool a video an animation a face-to-face -face training a blended solution a coaching experience a process a flow chart a principle or what do you call them like um, a policy a procedure yeah anything that helps someone do something differently it communicates how this problem can be solved yeah, love it. And what skills do you think an instructional designer needs to have to be successful? You need to ask good questions and you need to listen to be able to ask more questions if you're not clear. Mm. So if you are clear on your project goal, you need to know if we achieve this goal, these are the things that I'm able to do differently. That will guide what you do, what the learner will do differently, what the business is trying to achieve. And always you're asking questions that help you get closer to solving that problem. So how do we know that's a problem? Help me understand what that looks like in your workplace. What makes it hard? If I was to see someone do something, if I was a fly on the wall and I saw someone achieve that success statement, what would I see? What would I hear? What would they be thinking? What um, would they be saying? Um, so there are some of the questions that you would be asking. So you need to ask good questions because we, as a problem solver, you are just extracting information. When you extract the right information, you don't have to create anything from scratch. You get scenarios. You get quiz questions you get real world application and you basically just massage that into your solution you never have to type anything from scratch you ask the right questions of the right people they give you what you need and you just transform it into something useful yeah love it is there any other questions you can think to ask um no i think you've covered it i think that's good for this video with what instructional design is and keeping it. I think if the two resources I'd point you to, actually three, 
Kathy Moore action mapping. It's a blog. Google it. Brilliant. It will give you five questions, actions and behaviors, challenges. Um, the like what makes it hard from a knowledge environment, skills and motivation perspective. Right. So Kathy Moore action mapping. You have to get across that. Number two, if you want to develop when I talk about real world solutions, solutions that replicate the real world, you want to have a look at Alan's interactions mm. and they have a CCAF model. Actually, we have a video on that because we interviewed them and um, they talk us through it, but they have a blog as well. It's context, challenge. No, is a challenge, context. What? I can't remember now. Damn. Context. Activity um, and feedback. Yeah. And that helps you design a real world scenario, a real world activity to help your learners it's a framework for you it's brilliant yeah and then the third thing is our human-centered design resources yeah. that will give you the questions to ask there's the youtube playlist there's the stuff on the creator hub you need to check out those three resources i'd point you to that's what we just rinse and repeat everything that we're preaching comes from those things everything that we execute for our own solutions comes from those three things yeah love it so that'll be in the description. Sorry, just for everyone listening, that will be in the description. So Kathy Moore action mapping, Alan's interactions, the CAF model and human-centered design are the three awesome models, resources that you should be using as an instructional designer. And you also mentioned Addy early on. So that's, do you think that's something good for people to learn early on in their career of instructional design, just to understand the process? Yeah, you can if you need like step by step. I guess the benefit of that is just breaking down. There's a create this. Your stakeholder says, do this, create this solution, create this training, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> and it allows you to understand that there's different components in the project. And if that is useful for you, I would have a look at it because I guess if you think of the A and Addy analysis, the Kathy Moore action mapping sits within that. The human-centered design stuff that we're talking sits within that. That's where you need to spend the most amount of your time because yeah. that is where all the work is done, the solution, the, you create a more effective solution if you spend the time in doing those two things within the A. Then there's the design. That's where something like the CAF model, CCAF, comes into play. How do we use all the things that we know and turn it into something tangible? So that's how you start to, it's almost like your own little checklist, I guess, to mm -hmm. execute a project from start to finish. Yeah, love it. And how, what would be your suggestion for how someone can learn to become an instructional designer or learn more about it? Those three resources. I would say don't go anywhere else. If you are a master of them, I believe at this point in the current state of the marketplace, um where humans are and solutions we need to create as an industry those three places are it yeah. if you're going to get foggied up by everything else it doesn't matter if you just do those and you do those really well you don't need anything else they're so freaking good love it <laughs> that's awesome thank you kim is there anything else you'd like to add that was my last question uh Stop consuming information, just go execute and experiment if you want to be better as an instructional designer. 
that's where I'll leave you. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much, Kim. And thank you for everyone for listening. We hope that that's given you more insight into what instructional design is. There's some amazing resources that Kim has mentioned. So check out the description and enjoy learning more about it because it's an absolutely awesome career. We both love it. Yeah. So yeah, and check out, um, Kim did say don't consume a lot of content, but if you are ready to look further, our YouTube channel has so much, like yeah. we just talk about all things instructional design, but I think listen to what Kim has said, follow like look at those three main things and that will give you the foundation for instructional design and then you can continue your journey in the future yeah if you're looking for the stakeholder management sort of stuff that's where the youtube i think comes into it and i yeah. guess some of the stuff on the creator hub we're telling them too much now yeah <laughs> you already have your actions <laughs> do it bye, bye. <laughs>